think it was the first or second song that we sang. We just said, Jesus, I thank you. Your blood has washed away my sin. Am I on? One, two. Test. I have a green light. Is that better? Awesome. Thank you so much, Lloyd. Uh, your blood has washed away my sin. Jesus, thank you. That was just a beautiful way to, to, to start PJ, now that he's not even in here. Uh, but with uh, just, just coming before the presence of God and singing, say, you know what? Thank you, Jesus, for all you've done. Thank you. Thank you. And then the Christmas songs as well. Coming into Christmas is just beautiful. And just the good old away in a manger. No crib, no crib, no no room in the end, and obviously we're getting ready for Christmas, which is an exciting time, uh, but let's just really remember again the reason why we celebrate. It's easy to get, uh, there's lots of planning, and so we can get uh, distracted, we can get very busy, and it's easy to completely miss the whole purpose of Christmas, but let's not do that this year. Uh, let's remember and, and just try to focus more on, on remembering the birth of our Savior, the one that came to shed his blood to wash away our sins, and we can just say thank you. So, uh, Liam, good job. That was really awesome to <laughs> have him up here. So thank you, PJ and Lauren. Uh, it didn't distract me at all. I love to see that. Uh, it's, it's beautiful. Uh, father and son, children, it's awesome. So I'm glad you did it. Uh, all right, we're going to keep rolling here. So uh, the offering, we have so the offering and then some announcements, and then we'll keep, keep going. So the offering is for the general fund this morning. So, uh, Daniel, if you want to get ready for that uh, and, and do that, and then we'll have a word of prayer for the offering, uh, and then we'll keep going. Father in heaven, again, we just want to say thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Your blood has washed away our sin. And so we say thank you. Thank you, Father, for this Christmas season that we're entering. And we see that Jesus came. You left the glories of heaven to come to this earth to be our Savior. And so we just want to say thank you for that. And, Father, I pray that each one of us, including, my, including myself here, Father, that Christmas, this Christmas season we would truly remember and reflect uh, of why we celebrate Christmas. And so, Father, we just want to say thank you for coming, being born in a stable, living life on earth for 33 years, and then dying and rising again. And now you intercede for us, and you sent your Holy Spirit. And, Father, I want to thank you for your Holy Spirit this morning. Thank you for your presence. And, Father, just the, the sensing of your presence for meeting us here this morning I just want to say thank you for that. So, Father, as you're doing a work in my heart this morning, and I trust you're doing a work in other hearts this morning, Father, keep doing that. Uh, I just want to say thank you so much for your, for your sovereignty and for your Holy Spirit uh, here this morning. As we give toward the general fund, Lord, I pray a blessing on the gift and the giver. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, welcome each one of you. Thank you so much for being here as well. Uh, it's an honor having each one of you here. So thank you for coming. Thank you, Sunday school teachers, for teaching. Uh, Ernie, that was really good uh, here in the adults class. 
Uh, and for you s children's teachers as well, thank you so much for teaching our children. Uh, f also, thank you for sponsoring the banquet Monday evening, uh, Way of Jesus Academy School Banquet. I think most of you, actually, I think everyone that's here was there. So, uh, Derek and Shana, you weren't. You, you were planning to, though. Yeah, I know. Uh, but so thank you for, for coming and supporting the banquet Monday night. A few other things coming up. December 21st, Wednesday evening, Way of Jesus Academy is having their uh, Christmas service, Christmas Eve service. Do you have a time? 7 o'clock. And everyone's invited, right? So if you want to go to the Way of Jesus Academy school banquet, uh, school banquet, whoa, whoa, I came out wrong. Christmas program. I completely said it wrong. Thank you for correcting me. Uh, the Christmas program, everyone's invited December 21st. Uh, so, and invite friends as well. That's the 21st. The 22nd, the very next night, uh, we're having our church Christmas event here. So we're having it Thursday evening, and then there will be no service on Sunday, the 25th. So that's going to be our Christmas. Uh, we're going to have it here. Keith and AJ are heading that up. And uh, so I'm excited about that. Uh, we'll get more details out as soon as we learn it. But uh, we do have a date. Did you, were you going to run with a 6.30 time? Or do you not have that finalized yet? Is 6.30 too early for a Thursday evening to be here? I see heads shaking no. So go for it. Yeah. Go for it. Please do. Awesome. Thank you, Keith. I'm excited about that. Uh, next Sunday is scheduled fellowships meal Sunday. Uh, but Lauren asked me to learn how many people are going to be here because I know there's probably already some Christmas uh, or some maybe some family meals planned next Sunday. So how many of you, if we'd have fellowship meal next Sunday, how many of you would be here? Can you raise your hand? One, two... Okay, I would certainly say there's going to be enough of people here. Okay, we will plan on fellowship meal next Sunday uh, here. All right, any other announcements? How about birthdays coming up this week? Any birthdays this week? Erica? She took off. We'll get her when she comes back in. All right, any more? 
Maybe we can surprise her. I don't know where she went. But as she comes in, as soon as she comes in, we're just going to start singing happy birthday to her uh, when she comes in. So, uh, all right. Last week, we talked about, actually, let me back up. I'm going to start the message out this morning with my favorite quote. Some of you know this. Some of you don't because I've. I, it's been my favorite quote for a number of years. Still is my favorite quote. Smooth seas do not make a skillful sailor. And last week we talked about testing. We talked about the story of Job. And the verse that we talked about last week was where Job says, When he has tried me, I shall come forth as gold. So we talked about testing last week. And I want to go a little bit more in depth this week, but we're also going to do uh, something this week that I'm hoping we can leave from here um, with some more there. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Erica. Happy birthday to you. All right, that worked well. Happy birthday, Erica. Hope you have a What day? When's your birthday? Oh, tomorrow. Awesome. Okay. We'll have a good day. Happy birthday. All right. Uh, where was that? Oh, yeah, last week, talking about the testing of Job. And we're going to do something today a little bit different. We'll, we'll, we'll get there a little bit later. Uh, and on as far as... It was kind of general last week. We talked about Job, and we talked about passing, failing tests. Uh, we talked about Eve, and we, you know, I talked a little bit about Eve failing her test. And we're still, um, those, those, those consequences are still, we're still dealing with Eve's failed test. Uh, but all throughout Scripture, even in your life and my life, there's tests that you passed, and there's tests that you failed. But what is the purpose of a test? And we talked about that last week. Uh, even some teachers that were here gave their explanation of why they give tests. And that's the same thing for us as well of the purpose of tests. Now, I'm going to look at one, more, one other story that we didn't look, about, didn't look at last week. And we're going to look at that in Abraham, uh, with Abraham. Genesis 22. Turn to Genesis 22. We're going to read this story. We're just going to get a few points out of this. And then we're going to keep going. Uh, this is a familiar story, but I think there's some things that we can learn from this. Genesis chapter 22, I'm going to read, start in verse 1. We're going to read through verse 18. Now it came to pass after these things that God tested Abraham. And he said unto him, Abraham. Abraham replied, here I am. God said, Take now your son, your only son Isaac, whom you love. Go to the land of Moriah. Offer him there as a burnt offering. Are you kidding me? On one of the mountains of which I tell you. So Abraham rose early in the morning. He saddled his donkey. He took two of his young men with him and Isaac, his son. He split the wood for the burnt offering. He arose. He went to the place which God had told him. Then on the third day, Abraham lifted his eyes. He saw the place afar off. Abraham said to the young men, stay here with the donkey. The lad and I will go yonder and worship, and we will come back to you. 
So Abraham took the wood and the burnt offering, and he laid it on Isaac, his son. He took the fire in his hand and a knife, and the two of them went together. Isaac spoke to Abraham, his father, and said, My father, Abraham said, Here am I, my son. Isaac said, Look, the fire, the wood, but where's the lamb for the burnt offering? Abraham said, My son, God will provide for himself a lamb for the burnt offering. So the two of them went together. They came to the place which God had told them. Abraham built an altar there. He placed the wood on the altar. And then he bound Isaac, his son, and he laid him on the altar upon the wood. Now, I don't know how long this took, but we know that he did it. And the emotions that were going on at this point, I cannot imagine. It doesn't say. Verse 10 says, Abraham stretched out his hand and he took a knife to slay his son. But the angel of the Lord called to him from heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. So he said, here am I. He said, do not lay your hand on the lad or do anything to him. For now I know that you fear God since you have not withheld your son your only son from me. Abraham lifted up his eyes and looked. Behold, there was a ram caught in the thicket by its horns. So Abraham went and took the ram, offered it up for a burnt offering instead of his son. Abraham called the name of the place, the Lord will provide, as it is said this day. In the mount of the Lord it shall be provided. Verse 15, then the angel of the Lord called to Abraham the second time out of heaven. And he said, by myself I have sworn, says the Lord, because you have done this thing, and have not withheld your son, your only son. Blessing, I will bless you. And multiplying, I will multiply your descendants as the stars of the heaven and as the sand which is on the seashore. And your descendants shall possess the gates of your enemies. In your seed, all the nations of the earth shall be blessed because you have obeyed my voice. So Abraham returned to his young men and they rose and went together to Beersheba and Abraham dwelt in Beersheba. So here we have a complete opposite than Eve, what we talked about last week. We see how Eve failed her test, and we're still, um, those consequences are still going on. Abraham, I believe this is still happening as well. I believe this blessing is still happening. So we have the complete opposite of a failed test or a past test that we see Abraham here. Now, just a few things. I'm not going to talk a lot, a lot about this story but because most of us uh, know the story. But we have in the beginning of the chapter, we have God coming and giving Abraham a command. He says, hey, Abraham, go do this. All right? So Abraham was obviously listening or he wouldn't have heard. So that's one thing we want to learn from Abraham. He was listening. He heard from God. God gave him a command. He understood what it was, obviously, because he did it. Now, it was not an easy one. It was a very difficult. This would have been incredibly hard. I, 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 can, I honestly don't know if I could wrap my mind around this. If God would tell me to take my son... And take him, put him on an altar. 
That would be difficult. Now, we know the story because we just read in verses 16 and 17 where God says, I will bless you. You're going to be blessed. And there's so many times I find myself going from step one where God wants me to do something to saying, God, all right, where's the blessing? Can I, like, just go to the end and be done? Like, I actually, I think we find ourselves praying sometimes that God would not take us through the middle part. We just want to be out the other end. We don't want to go through the actual test part. We just want the results and the blessing. But Abraham went through what he was supposed to go go through. And so I want to encourage each one of us, no matter where we're at in our testing, the test is a process to go through. It is not a start on, start on question number one and then all of a sudden jump to the last question on our tests. Tests are made to go through. And we see Abraham did that. Abraham went and went, he actually went through the difficult moments. Now, what do you think strengthened Abraham? Looking at this story, was it when God called him and talked to him that that really strengthened Abraham? Was it his obedience that strengthened Abraham? Or was it the blessing in the end that strengthened Abraham? Or was it the middle part of Abraham's where it was really difficult, where he really had to push himself through to where he gained his strength. I think that's where most of the strength comes from. In the middle of something, when we're pushing through, we're stretching. It takes endurance. It takes courage. That's the part where we really grow. And I look at uh, Abraham. I think that was, that was the part uh, for him as well. So, all right, we're going to keep going here. Oh, another thing that's interesting here is who's doing the testing here? Someone answer it. God did it. It's very clear that God is doing the testing. I believe there's no one in here that is exempt from God wanting to give you a test. God is your heavenly father. He wants you to grow. He wants me to grow. He wants us to become better people. And in order to do that, he uses tests. And so how I ended last week, and I want to encourage you again this week, is let's embrace our tests. And let's walk through our tests. Knowing that God isn't giving us a test to destroy us or because he doesn't like us or not love us. He's doing this because he really cares about us. He really wants us to mature. He really wants us to come become better people. We have a lot of parents in here. I love to see my children grow and mature and become better. Same way for your Heavenly Father. He wants us to grow, to become more mature, and to become more like him and testing is a way that he does that. So we have 
verse, I'm going to jump into verse 17 and 18 here. We'll, we're just going to look at, at the uh, result here. So we know that, that Abraham had a test, right? God gave him a command. He did the test, and here's the results of the test. Verse 16, verse 15, the angel of the Lord came to Abraham, and here's what he says in verse 16. Here's the result. Because you have done this thing and have not withheld your son, your only son, blessing I will bless you, multiplying I will multiply your descendants as the stars in the heaven and as the sand which is upon the seashore. Your descendants shall possess the gate of your enemies in your seed. All the nations of the earth shall be blessed because you have obeyed my voice, he says. So there's the result. And so to me, I would give him an A+. Good job, Abraham. You, you did it well. And because you passed this test, you did so well on your test, that's the grade I'm giving you. It's an A+. And it's more than an A+. I'm even going to bless the next generation and generations to come because of the way that you passed your test. So just a few things that, we that I look at here. I see, um, I see four things here in this story. First of all, Abraham heard, which is important. Abraham obeyed, which is important. Abraham loved God more than his son, which is important. And he didn't withhold his son. I wonder sometimes how often, how much I withhold things from God. Like, ah, I'm just not sure if I can give this up. It's not the case for Abraham. Abraham gave up everything, even his most dearest possessions, because of his love for God. And so I just see four tests in that story. The listening, the obedience, the loving God, and the giving up are four things that I see uh, in that story. Uh, so, and then obviously I, we talked about uh, his results where God said, I will bless you. Last week we talked a little bit about David, not much. Uh, and I'm not going to talk about him much this morning either. But I think we all know a lot of David's life. And just his ups and downs and his emotions and the tests that he passed. And also the tests that he failed. I think I, I, I talked about Bathsheba. You know, we look at that as, as, a, as a failed test. Uh, but I look at David's life. David wasn't perfect. He passed and failed a lot of tests. But yet, David is known as a man after God's own heart. Like, what makes David a man after God's own heart? I believe what made David a man after God's own heart was he kept pursuing God time and time and time again. Whether he was on a high or whether he was on a low, whether he passed a test, even after his thing with Bathsheba, what did he do right afterward? He pursued God. So I look at his life, and it's just like he pursued God, he pursued God. After every test, David pursued God. I think that's why he was called a man after God's own heart. And that's something you and me can do. In our situation, just keep pursuing God. Keep pursuing God. Whether our test is difficult, whether it's an easy test, whether we're in a day to where 
you know, we don't have tests or maybe we're in the middle of a hard test, keep pursuing God. I see that very valuable. Uh, and that's something that David did. <laughs> All right, so we're going to do something here this morning. And we are going to take a test. And you're going to grade yourself here. And I don't want you to put a whole lot of thought in this. Uh, it's more just kind of what pops into your mind. There's no right or wrong answer. I'm not going to ask you to give me your answers. But this is more just something practical. Last week we talked about, uh, we, we, look, we looked at the story of Job. We talked about Job. Today we talked about Abraham. Uh, we talked about David just a little bit. And so now where are you at in this picture? What for tests do you have? We all have tests. As long as we have breath, we're going to have tests. We, there's just so many of them. Uh, but I just have 10 this morning that we're going to go down through. And I want you to, to uh, grade yourself on this past week on this one right here. Number one is your thoughts. This past week on your thoughts, how would you grade yourself? And I'm just, I'm putting myself back in the school category, you know, from, from an A plus uh, to an F. Um, your, your thoughts, you had a lot of those this past week. How would you grade yourself in your thought life this week? Would you grade yourself? Oh, you did, did fairly well. Or you really struggled um, in, in, in what you think or what you thought. Number two. And these aren't necessarily in an order. I just tell I have them down. Loving God. Where would you grade yourself in loving God and prioritizing God this week? Good grade. Not so good grade. You had an opportunity to love God. How well did you do on that one? How about loving others this week? What grade would you give, in, give yourself on loving others? We know these two are supposed to be uh, the top two, loving God and loving others. How are you doing? What would your grade be on faith versus fear this week? Have a lot of fear this week. Or do you feel you had a lot of faith this week? Where would you what grade yourself on that this week? <coughs> How about your endurance this week? Now, I'm not talking about physical endurance. You can put that in here. Uh, <coughs> I'm just going to quick read 
this week I, I was reading uh, in 2 Corinthians 11, and this is the kind of endurance that I'm talking about. And it just hit me in a fresh way this week. I'm like, wow, this is just, this is amazing. 2 Corinthians 11, verses 24. This is Paul writing, and this is the endurance that I'm talking about. Paul says, from the Jews, five times I received 39 stripes, 40 minus 1. Five times. Think about that. That's pretty incredible. He says, three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was stoned. He obviously made it through the stoning. Once I was stoned. Three times I was in a shipwreck. And I thought of this this morning, Ernie, as you were writing safe and dangerous. Because uh, I knew I was going to talk about this. I wonder what Paul's prayer was in those shipwrecks. May have really been around, circled around this one. I don't know, but it seems like when we're in the middle of a, a shipwreck. Now, he was obviously on a boat where the thing wrecked. Uh, I don't know what all he was praying. But anyway, Paul was in, a, in three shipwrecks. He spent a whole night and a whole day out in the water. In the deep, he says. Verse 26, he says, in journeys often, there was perils of waters, robbers, even my own countrymen, Gentiles. There were dangers in the city. There was dangers in the wilderness. There was dangers in the sea. There was dangers among, among false brethren. Verse 27, weariness, toil. Sleeplessness often, he says, in hunger and thirst, fastings, cold, nakedness. Beside the other things, what come upon me daily, my deep concern for all the churches. That's endurance. And when I read that list this week again, I was like, man, that is, Paul has an incredible story. Anyway, kind of got off track there. But that's the endurance. What grade would you give you, what grade do you give yourself this week for endurance, for, for, for the gospel, or for pursuing your relationship with God? I'm going to endure even though it's difficult. All right, next one. Number six, how about your prayer life this week? How would you grade yourself this week with that one? Number seven, your Bible reading. That one should be maybe a little easier than some of them to give yourself a grade on this week. But how, how, did you, how well did you do on reading God's word? Number eight, heart care. How well did you take care of your heart this week? We know God says man looks on the outward appearance, but I look on your heart. The heart is very important. 
What'd you put in there this week? Grade yourself on your heart care. Two more. Number nine, I have parenting. We have a lot of parents in here. So how well did we do, parents, this week? Give yourself a grade. How well did you do at parenting your children this week? Number 10, this is the last one for that we're going to talk about this morning, is your gratefulness versus complaining. Now, I only have 10 up here, and you could literally have an exhaustive list. Uh, but I, I put these up here uh, for us to take home today, things that, that we deal with. These are tests that we had this past week, and these are ones that we're going to have this coming week. And so uh, just looking at those things, you know, your thought life, your loving God, your loving others, how well did you do? Uh, I want you to pick out two on this list that you didn't grade yourself very well, very good on, and that you want to improve. So pick out two of the ten, all right? So if you think, you know what, my, my, my loving others this week, I just, I, I didn't do well, and I want to do better with that. Um, pick out two. Make it very clear in your mind which two you're going to work on this week. Now we're going to go one step further. And a number of us have spouses. I know we have some single people here. Uh, tell your spouse which two you're going to work on this week. Uh, for you single guys, maybe you want to make a note of it uh, because I'm going to check in uh, next week as well and just see how well you did. Uh, but so for the married folks, the two that you picked, tell your spouse which ones you're going to work on. And you can do it here or you can do it on the ride home. I don't care. Uh, but I'm doing this exercise just so we get some, some practical shoe leather uh, and, and, and recognizing some tests because these are things that are called tests uh, that you can pass and they pass or fail and they will make a difference on uh, the outcome of your life and also on your family. So we started out looking at Abraham and uh, seeing how he passed his test and just going back there again a little bit, talking about him again. Uh, you know, Abraham had a test, and we know the blessing that came with it, but we know the story. So do you, when, when, when you're going through a test, do, is your intent to pass the test to see what the reward is going to be or what you can learn through it? There is a difference. 
Because if you're going through and you are going through it to see what God wants to teach you, what you want to learn, you will learn a lot more versus I'm just going to get through this test so I can get the reward. There's a difference. So smooth seas do not make skillful sailors. Uh, embrace your tests this week. Work on two of these. Uh, I'll bring the, the, the list up again next week and just to, to see how well you did. So God bless you on your journey and in becoming better and just allowing God to fulfill his purposes in our tests. He has a purpose. He has a plan. He doesn't just roll them out there just to see for the sake of something to do for God. God doesn't have to do that. He really is interested in you and me becoming better. And so therefore, he'll give us a test. Father in heaven, thank you so much that you love us so much that you give us tests because you want us to learn and you want us to grow. You want us to become more Christ-like. And so, Father, thank you for our tests. And, Lord, I'm asking that each one of us here this morning, we would become more aware of what you're doing in our lives through testing and that we would become so much better, so much stronger, so much healthier um, in our Christian walk, in our, in our relationship with you as we go through these tests. So, Lord, bless each person that's here. Thank you for who you are. We honor you and bless you in Jesus' name. Amen.